Hey, good evening, everybody. Welcome back. This is episode four of the Kingdom Child Chats podcast. I am your host, Shaman Thomas. And today we will be speaking on a topic that nobody wants to hear about, but it's crucial, very crucial for being who God has called all of us to be. And this topic is destroying pride. I'm sure no matter who you are, you can relate to this because I sure know that I can. And the Webster Dictionary defines pride as a feeling of deep pleasure or satisfaction derived from one's own achievements and the achievements of those with whom one is closely associated. Also, from qualities or possessions that are widely admired. And the Bible describes pride as sin. Yes, being prideful is a sin. In Proverbs chapter 16, verse 5, it says that everyone... Everyone who is arrogant in heart is indeed an abomination to the Lord. An abomination could be best described as disgraceful to the Lord, something that God hates. Now, to finish off Proverbs 16.5, it says that those who are prideful will not go unpunished. This means that there is a penalty and a fall for everyone who walks in arrogance. And the reason that it says this is because pride comes prior to destruction. When you puff yourself up and you become conceited, you're not walking towards God. You're walking against God and you're not walking in the spirit. You're walking in the flesh, which is not pleasing to God and which leads to death. And I say this because the wages of sinning, which includes pride, is death. And in Romans chapter 8, verse 13, it says, For if you live according to the flesh, you will die. But if by the spirit you put to death the deeds of the body, you will live. No matter how high the world, your co-workers, your best friends, or anyone lifts you up because of your know-it-all attitude or because of your worldly achievements, God, God who is all-powerful, God who is all-knowing, will bring you low and will keep you low until you repent. It's not bad to get praise and honor for doing good deeds. It's actually inspired or it's actually encouraged in the Bible to give credit where it's due. But it's bad to let it get to your heart. And to let it get to your head and convince yourself to think that you're above anybody else. Second Corinthians chapter 10, verse 5, it says to cast down every imagination and high thing that exalts itself against the true knowledge of God, and to bring into captivity every thought to the obedience of Jesus Christ. In other words, if you start thinking that you're more talented and you're more special in, in God's eyes than anybody else, repent and reject that thought in Jesus' name. Send it back to the dry places. Now, many saints listening to this may think that they aren't prideful. I'm glad that you don't because I have some questions for you. I'm going to go through a list right now. Number one, I wrote these down, by the way. Number one, do you act as if you're more spiritual than anybody else? Acting like your prayers are more important and only your prayers can get God to respond. Do you act like that? Number two, do you look down on those who don't have the same education background as you? They didn't go to the same Bible school or they didn't go to that university or they don't read the same books or they haven't studied as long as you have. Number three, do you frequently feel the need to correct people, especially those who are in leadership positions? You always got to add something. And if you don't get your input in, you think the plan is going to be a disaster. Number four, do you, <laughs> I know some of y'all manifesting already, but number four, do you need praise? Not all the time, but when you do something good, when you do something that you believe is right, are you expecting somebody else other than yourself to acknowledge that? 
Number five, can you go unrewarded for a good deed or do you always feel like you need something? Listen, when you need and you desire praise from the world, you most likely are losing it from God. I just got to keep it real. Number six, my last question. Do you have a hard time admitting that you're wrong? It's easy to repent and say sorry to God in your prayer closet, but can you say sorry to the person that you hurt? Can you? Those were all my questions. And when I first heard these questions from Dr. Stella Emanuel, I too started manifesting. Don't worry about it. I was like, whoa, I really struggle with pride. But this is something that we all need to understand. The dangers of pride. When we become prideful and when we walk in arrogance, we are putting a block, a limitation on our spiritual growth in Christ. We can read and quote as many scriptures as we want. We can pray all day long. But if we're not repenting and acknowledging our pride, then it's all in vain. It's all useless. Second Chronicles chapter 7, verse 14. If my people who are called by my name humble themselves and pray and seek my face and turn from their wicked ways, then I will hear from heaven and will forgive their sin and heal their land. Key words, if they humble themselves. When you are meek and modest, you are blessed. According to Matthew chapter 5, verse 5. Not only are you blessed, but God gives grace to the humble and he exalts the humble, but only in due time. You can't say, let me act so humble so I can get promoted at work. No, God sees your heart, he examines your mind, and he knows your intentions. Trying to bribe God is not only foolish, but it's dangerous. Avoid false humility for more reasons than one. If you are trying to portray something that you are not, you're walking in deception. For if anyone thinks he is something when he is nothing, he deceives himself. Galatians chapter 6 verse 3. And let, let me keep going. You also are walking in the will of the devil because he's the father of lies. Jesus said, you are of your father the devil. And your will is to do your father's desires. He was a murderer from the beginning and does not stand in the truth because there is no truth in him. When he lies, he speaks out of his own character for he is a liar and a father of lies. John chapter 8 verse 4. four. So look, it's time to walk in freedom, not only from pride, but from all sin. It's time to break out all the bondage. Whoever the sun sets free is free indeed. And wherever the spirit of the Lord is, there is liberty. That's what the Holy Bible says. And I actually struggled deeply. I don't even know if that's the way to put this, but I struggled greatly with arrogance as a child and even as a believer. As a kid, I always wanted to be the best at everything I did. And if I saw someone who had the same drive as me, someone who had the same dream as me, my first intention was to disrespect that person and try to shatter their progress because I wanted to be the only one living that dream that we both had. I didn't want to share the glory. I wanted to be the only one to become a pro. I wanted to be the only one that people could be proud of. Who does this remind you of? Satan. The same one who got kicked out of heaven for rebellion and pride. The same one who wanted to be God. The same one who deceived the people in Genesis chapter 11 into building the Tower of Babel to reach heaven so that he could get back in. The people building the tower literally said out of their mouths, verse 4, come, let us build ourselves a city with a tower that reaches to the heavens so that, listen, so that we may make a name for ourselves. This is pride. And when you are filled with such conceit, it literally hurts because when your plans don't fall through, you land in condemnation. The Bible says that there is no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus. And then hold on, you get angry and bitter instead of getting gentle and meek because you get so focused on becoming number one that you forget that that's Jesus' spot. 
And when we struggle with pride, we may also struggle with coveting um, idolatry as well. Because why? Colossians chapter 3 verse 5. When you covet, it's idolatry. It's the same exact thing. And because number two, most of the time we are prideful, it's because we're idolizing something that is not God. And as I stated earlier in the episode, I wanted to be the only good basketball player. I wanted to be the only good public speaker, the only one people talked about. This is idolatry. I made myself a God and I put myself where God is supposed to be. God is all knowing. He's all powerful. Every blessing that you have right now can be stripped away from you in a heartbeat. I've seen some of the wealthiest people live out their best lives on earth and then wake up the next day bankrupt. Money gone, women gone, house and cars gone, all the popularity from the world gone. And the worst part about it is people only knew them for being a celebrity or someone of a high status. They, they look, they only know them for being flashy and entertaining so when all that's gone your impact is gone with it and who's going to be there for you god the same god that was there for elijah when he was scared and fled from jezebel in the wilderness and was contemplating suicide the same god that was there for jonah when jonah's pride got him trapped inside the belly of the sea monster god will always be there but are you willing to repent and acknowledge that your arrogance was the reason for your downfall and are you willing to admit that you need god in order to live not just for your destiny not just for your career but for the breath that you're breathing right now us breathing is a miracle god is the one who made us us living souls by breathing the breath of life into us let us honor and glorify him and not ourselves proverbs chapter 14 verse 12 there is a way that seems right to a man but leads to destruction you can have all your emotions guided by your flesh you can have all these people around you that just agree with with everything that you do but god said that that's not wisdom and that you're leading yourself to destruction because your ways are not right your ways are not just his are and god has absolutely no favorites he doesn't care how well you can preach sing interpret the bible or how many times you've casted out devils how many people you prophesied over matthew chapter 7 verses 21 through 23 not everyone who says to me lord lord will enter into the kingdom of heaven but the one who does the will of my father who is in heaven on that day many people will say to me lord lord Listen, did we not prophesy in your name and cast out devils in your name and do many works in your name? And then Jesus will declare to them, I never knew you. Depart from me, you workers of lawlessness, you workers of iniquity. We see it's more so about having an intimate and healthy relationship with Jesus Christ that will get us through, not by our works, which could be in vain if not inspired by the Holy Spirit. And to backtrack when I say that it's relationship, I'm not saying that you can do whatever you want and everything is cool because Jesus said if you love him, you're going to keep his commandments. And for those who are married, would you cheat on your spouse, disrespect them, neglect them, and then say, oh, it's a relationship. It's not about rules. Who cares? I love her and she knows it. No, Jesus said, if you want to be his disciple, you need to renounce all that you have and follow him. Pick up your cross and be his disciple and deny yourself daily. You can't play around in the world and then tell people, yeah, it's about a relationship with Jesus. Um, as you have a bottle of alcohol in your hand and you start in fights in the bar. No. But back to the favorites, God has none. Romans chapter 2 verse 11 also works. God knows your motive behind them. He knows if you're doing them to bring glory to him or to bring glory to yourself are you doing these things because you want to get followers on instagram are you doing these things because you want people to put something on your resume like what are you doing these things for first samuel chapter 16 verse 7 but the lord said to samuel do not look on his appearance or on the height or of his or um he said 
Do not look on his appearance or on the height of his stature because I have rejected him. For the Lord sees not as a man sees. Man looks on the outward appearance, but the Lord, he looks at the heart. God sees your true intentions behind why you do things. You may fool the world with your charming smile and your false humility, but you won't fool Christ. No matter how hard you try, no matter how much you force yourself to do something good, you will not fool him. God loves a cheerful giver, not a deceitful one. And how do we get humility? It starts with being on our knees begging God for it. It starts by having a strong prayer life. If we are constantly connecting to the power source, which is God in prayer, he will give us the power of the Holy Spirit to break that stronghold of pride. And once you feel like it's broken, it's not. It's a daily fight. What helps me fight against pride every day? I always get on my face and I say, Shaman's Shaman's righteousness is as filthy rags to God. Shaman is a sinner. Shaman is unclean. Shaman is a loser and he can't preach. Jesus Christ is the one and only winner and the high priest of Shaman Thomas's life. And I speak in a position of submission that my prayers are in a form of submission to Christ. That's how I humble myself and all throughout my day, I do this. If I see a vision, if I cast out a devil, or if I prophesy over somebody, I always ask God to keep me humble because that's when pride gradually starts to kick in. And I know people are naturally highly attracted to the supernatural and those things excite people. So I always pray for modesty when I, when I, um, when I do work for the Lord, whether I'm in the streets, whether I'm in the church, whether I'm wherever, I always ask for humility. But um, another way that we could fight this, if someone, this is me personally, if someone gives me a compliment and they say, oh, Shaman, you preach really well. I like how you interpret that scripture. I immediately give glory to God first and then I accept the compliment. I intentionally make sure I never take credit for anything in my life because I know it's Christ who lives in me, who carries these things out in my life through his Holy Spirit. The reason my life is the way that it is, is because of him. Nothing more, nothing less. Or Jesus Christ. He must increase, I must decrease. John 3.30. Additionally, I love to give godly compliments to other people to take my mind off of myself. Now keep in mind, I said godly compliments. I'm not encouraging somebody to keep up a sinful lifestyle or anything of that nature. For example, when I compliment women, I make sure what I say isn't linked to the sexual parts of their body or triggering a sexual response from them. I say things like, um, you know, because you don't want to give lust the gateway into your life. I refuse personally to give Satan legal rights to attack me with pornography and fornication. I'm just not having it. So I say things to women like, I like your hair today. Or I'm noticing good fruit in your walk with Christ. Keep up the faith, sis. I say things like that. Something along those lines. And as for the men, I make sure I don't say anything that will increase or invite pride into their lives. I don't say, yeah, you want to get all the ladies with your new cut, bro. Yeah, you the man. I don't speak like that. Um, I, I say things like, I really like the way you handled that situation back there. Or I really love how you're carrying yourself today. I love the way that you led the worship team last Sunday. I say things like that because I don't want to be the reason that somebody stumbles. They can be like, oh, Shaman said, you know, I might get a lot of girls with this haircut. And then they start, you know what I mean? Some people are like that. But, um, you know, I know I sound crazy, but this is the fourth episode. Y'all should already know me by now.
Y'all already know how I get down. Y'all already know what it's like. I love Jesus Christ. And I got to say, we must eradicate all forms of lukewarmness and compromise in our walk because Revelation 3, 16 says, God will spit us out of his mouth if we are lukewarm. We need to be on fire for the Lord. And this can only come by the power of the Holy Spirit, not ourselves. And I believe our lack of humility comes from not having a reverential fear of Christ. Reverent means showing deep respect, not hiding under a rock from God. But the Bible says the fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom. We need wisdom so that we can be free from pride it doesn't usually happen overnight although it can but that's all i wanted to say man i really wanted to get this out i know that this is a relatively short episode but i needed every word in this i desperately needed every word in this and i hope that it helped you too but um god bless you i pray that you enjoy the rest of your night the rest of your day wherever you are in the world and repent for your sins Give every ounce of your life to Jesus Christ today. Don't wait. Tomorrow's not promised. God bless. Love y'all, man. Stay up.